Today's daf is daf Ayin Aleph. We are holding at the Mishnah, the top of Ayin Aleph, Amid Aleph. Zog Deilga Mishnah. Nodra Vehi Arusa. Let's say she made a neder and she was an Arusa. So we know that that neder now is subject to the hafara of both the parties of the father and the husband, because she is an Arusa, and we're talking about assuming that she is a Nara, as we will see, and, uh, and therefore that neder should have been revoked, if it needs to be revoked, by both the father and the husband. However, Nizgarsha Bobayom Nisarsa. Now, what happened was she got divorced, and they got remarried that same day. Okay, strange case. She gets divorced and then runs off and gets married. The, uh, the Mukiosa points out over here, it's, it's, it doesn't say that, it says she did get married, because really you're supposed to be waiting three months. But nevertheless, so she goes and gets married right that very day. Now the fact that it says that very day, says the Ran, shows that the second Kedushin had to take place within the same day as the first, must have been the neder was already heard. Because if neither party heard the neder that she made before she got divorced, if the husband or the father didn't hear, then why does it have to say that she got married, remarried that same day? That neder can be revoked three months later when they find out about it. But obviously they did find out about it. Now which party found out about it? We're going to have to see from the way Shmuel learns in the Gemara, but it could be at this point, either the father heard about it, alright, and it doesn't say that there was any revocation made, or the husband may heard about it, but the fact is that since there was no revocation made at the time when they heard, if it would go into the next day, then that would be confirmed. And if that would be confirmed, then you can't talk about either party revoking, because whichever party heard and did not revoke would no longer be able to revoke, and then the other party would not be able to revoke. So it has to be talked about within the same day here, so that it is still subject to revocation. So again, we're going to be, the way we're learning the Mishnah right now, it could be either party heard, either the father or the first husband heard, she gets divorced and right away marries the second husband. Again, we're talking about Erosin over here. Boba and Nisgarsha and Boba Yom Nisarsa, alright? So again, so Nadrava Hiarusin, Nisgarsha Boba Yom and Nisarsa Boba Yom. So that's the correct way to read it. So she got divorced on that day that it was heard, and she got remarried on the day that it was heard. Now, Afilu Lemea, even a hundred times, a hundred times got divorced, got remarried, got divorced, got remarried. The point is that a hundred, the, 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 the mission is going to tell us that even husband number a hundred, all right, he takes over from husband number one. And just as husband number one had the right to revoke together with the father, husband number hundred has the right to revoke together with the father, even though the nether was made all the way back with husband number one. And this is where we learned earlier in, uh, in the Perak, is that even though we learned that when she gets Nesuin, by Nesuin, the husband can only revoke those Nadorim that were made while she was in his jurisdiction. By Erisin, that doesn't work that way. By Erisin, you can even revoke 
nedarim that were made previously. So over here, uh, neder that was made uh, for by husband number one, husband number hundred can still revoke together with the father, but it has to be within the same day that it did not become confirmed. So therefore, This is the rule. As long as she, she did not enter into her own domain. What does it mean she did not enter her own domain? That either she did become a Bulgaris. If she becomes a Bulgaris, then she's left the father completely. Or she didn't have become a Nesua. Then she also would have left the fathers completely. So therefore, if she did not leave the father's domain completely, even for one moment, either by doing by Nesuin or becoming a Bulgaris, then that, uh, th- that nether the father and the last husband can still be mefir her neder. The father and the last husband together can still be made for that neder. Now, let's just step back for a moment. Because based upon what we've learned previously, where that, that the father can inherit the nedarim that became part of the jurisdiction of the husband, but the husband cannot inherit the redorim that became part of the jurisdiction of the father. So we have to say over here is that had she not, had she not got married a second time, then the, the father should have been, would have been able to be made for the nether by himself. Because whatever jurisdiction there was by the husband would have, would have shifted over to him. The point that's being made over here is, since she does get married, the second husband takes over the jurisdiction of the, uh, of the first husband, and the husband, the father can no longer do it on his own, he has to do it together with the second husband. So that is what the Mishnah is learning. Now we're going to see now the Gemara. The Gemara, and this is the way Ron explains it, is that the Gemara learns that what we're dealing with over here is that it was heard by the... When the Mishnah says that the first husband died, it's talking about that he already had heard it, already had entered into his jurisdiction. And the Chiddush is that even though he, uh, he heard and entered his jurisdiction, the second husband takes over from the first husband, the third husband, from the second husband, etc., etc., and it's not talking about where it was heard specifically by the father. It means it was talking about it was heard by the father and it was never heard by the first husband. Then it, then it would be pushed that, that, that the second husband, third husband, fourth husband take over because it really never entered the, father, the husband's jurisdiction, the first husband's. And therefore, as soon as they become aware of it, now for the first time it's entering their jurisdiction. The Chiddush of the Mishnah, the way Shmuel is going to learn, is it already entered the first husband's jurisdiction and the second husband or third husband inherit. We're going to see the way the Ron explains it. They literally step into the shoes of the first husband. So it's considered to be within their jurisdiction as well. And that's the novelty. So the novelty is that not that it was heard by the father. But it was only heard by the father. The fact that the second, third, fourth husband can join with the father, that's not a Chiddush, because now for the first time it's entering their jurisdiction. The Chiddush is it was heard by the first husband. 
And that's what the Gemara is going to prove, that even if it was heard by the first husband, and it already entered his jurisdiction, second husband, third husband, fourth husband, take over from the first husband. That's how Shmuel had a Mesorah, that that's the case of the Mishnah, and the Gemara is going to question, how do we know that that is a correct, how do we know that that is true? Maybe the Allah is, that if it already entered into the jurisdiction of the first husband, and then that husband dies, maybe it doesn't, same way as the husband doesn't get, is not able to inherit the Nadarim from the father, the jurisdiction of the father, maybe a second husband is not able to inherit from the first, first husband either, once it's entered his jurisdiction. So that's what we're going to have to question right now. So that, the says, Minalon, how do we know the Aris Achron, Mefer Adarim Shaniru, the Aris Rishon? How do you know that husband number 100 can't, has the, uh, 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 has the jurisdiction or the rights to be Mefer Nadarim that already had entered into husband number one's jurisdiction. Meaning, if they hadn't entered into number one's, husband number one's jurisdiction, then that's Pashid, because a husband can uh, inherit, uh, can be Mefer, he can revoke Nadarim that were made previously. But if they already entered into husband number one, how do we know that it, that it has the ability to transfer over to husband number 100? That, and our, who says that's the case? The Mishnah. Says the Ran, Shmuel had the Masorah, that that was the case in the Mishnah. And so we want to know, how do you know that that could be? So Amar Shmuel, Amar Kroy says that you, it's based on a Pesach. What does the Pesach say? That if a woman has Eresin, this was the second ca- uh, paragraph of the three paragraphs that we learned previously. It's talking about where she is a, a, a Nara, that's a Nara Mureses, and she has Nadarim upon her. Nadarim, right, that both the, the, the way we learned it, that the husband plus the father together are made for those Nadarim. Now, it says, Hayosia Leish. Hayosia Leish, we said that means even if she's married multiple times, that she's the second time Arusa, third time Arusa, she's still together with the husband are made for those Nadarim. That, that if, the, if the first husband dies, the second husband can be made for with the father, the fir, those Nadarim. So Nadarim Shahuyu Akfar. So it's telling you that the second or third marriage, those Nadarim that even existed by the first marriage, together the, the, the new husband together with the father can be made for. On that thing want to ask the question again. How do we know that it's talking about that the first husband heard them? Maybe in a Khanami. The fact is that the first, second husband, or third husband can be made for an Adoram that existed from before understood. But how do we know that it's talking about that they were heard already by the first husband? That means they already entered his domain, they already considered his jurisdiction. How do we know that that too can transfer over? Maybe it's talking about that the first husband never heard them yet. Right? But maybe once they already entered his domain, he already heard them, the first one. Maybe that would not transfer over. And then what would happen with that? So the Ron says one of two things. Either then it, uh, it all would belong to the first husband, because I'm mean, to the father, because the father does inherit the husband. So maybe in such a case, the father on his own would be able to make for the entire net even if she got remarried or maybe in such a case the father's not able to maybe it remains 
that since it entered that domain and it's like a no man's land, maybe the father's not able to. So therefore, how do you see from the Pasuk, yet, yet it says in the Pasuk that where there's a new husband, that the husband and the father can do it, but maybe it's talking about where the first husband never heard the neder. How do you know it's talking about where the first husband heard the neder, which is the way Shmuel wanted to learn Shat in the Mishnah? On that thing, what it says, because the Pasuk says an extra word. It says, Im so the Pazik says that the Nadarim Aleha are upon her, are still upon her. What do you have to write Aleha for? Just say, And she had Nadarim. What do you mean Aleha, are still upon her? So that one learns, That Aleha's extra means they're still upon her in all circumstances. Not just where they were not heard, but even in a case where the first husband heard them. That extra word Aleha means that even if the first husband heard them, they, tra- they, they, they transfer over to the second and third husband together with the father they can be med- make that. So that drusha is the, the, the is, is supports the way Shmuel wanted to learn the Mishnah, had the Messiah and the Mishnah, that we're talking about the reason why it had to be Bobayom, not because the father had heard them, but it's talking about even when the Arus had heard them, and the second and third generation, the second and third marriage can still, as long as it's still Bobayom, can inherit the Nadarim that were heard by the first husband. Tanya Kavase de Shmuel. The Morris says that actually we have a brysa, the way Shmuel just explained, supported by this pasuk, we have a brysa that, 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 that uh, says the same thing. What does the brysa say? Tanya Kavase de Shmuel. The Morris wants to bring a riot to support Shmuel's supposition. Shmuel wanted to learn, Shmuel wanted to learn Tratnau Mishnah is that even though we say that a Baal cannot yarshin the neder from the husband, but a Baal can yarshin from a previous Baal, even if it was nearer. I mean, if it wasn't nearer to the earlier, then for sure, then, then it's his first right. But even if it was nearer to the earlier husband, and then that husband dies, and it already entered his jurisdiction, the second Baal can Yarshan from the first Baal. That was the way we explained according to the Ran. That's explained, this is what Shmuel's Shita is. And therefore, he can Yarshan from an early generation, and then together with the husband, the two of them can be made first. So, Tani Kavas de Shmuel. So, what does it say in the Bryce? It says as follows. So, that's a standard rule that if she's an Arusa and she's a Nara, both husband and Father together jointly are made for Nadorim. Kate now let's see the examples that are given. So the first example is Shama Avia, the father heard it, and he was Mefer. Okay? His portion. But now what happened was instead of the husband being made for the other half, he never heard it and he died. Now the, at this point, what is going to be the halacha? So here really, it's going to be a machlokas beishamay beishilel at this point. Because since the husband was Mayfair, his half, Shaila is what did it do to the other half? We had this machlokas before, we're going to see it in a couple of minutes as well. According to beishamay, it chops off his half, but the intensity of the other half is still intact. Full intent, and therefore, the, the, at, the, at the point where the first husband dies, 
the, 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 the father can inherit because it's, it's strong enough, it's intact enough that he can inherit the full amount. And at that point, he could have been made for the second half as well. According to Beis Shammai. According to Beis Hillel, where it's Miklash Kalish, we're going to see that it weakens across the board, then he wouldn't have been able to, on his own, be made for the second half because it became weaker and it would not transfer over to him. And that, we had that machlokas before. However, what happened that, that Bo Bayom, that the, the, at that very day, it didn't, uh, so if it would have gone to the next day without the husband being made for the second half, then it would conceal like a kiyum. But it did not go to the next day because that day she married a second husband. So therefore, even if she married a hundred husbands, the next one died, the next one died, the next one died, that avia ubalo both, and there was the way the Ron Lewis, both according to Beis Shammah and Beis Hillel, once she married the second husband, or the third husband, the fourth husband, they take back ownership of the Nadarim of the first husband. It really wasn't even his Nadarim, because he never even heard them before he died. But they get the schus of that second half that had not been Mufar. And together, Avia Ubala Achron Mefir Nadareho, that together the father and the husband can be Mayfair completely her Nadarim, because again, at this point, both according to Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel, there's no machlokus over here, because he's not having to inherit anything from the, from the, uh, from the dead husband. And there's a, there's a new husband that together, they, with the hafara of the father, together with the hafara now of the new husband, it'll be Mufar. Okay, so now that doesn't bring us a raya for our Shiloh, because we need a case where it was nearer by the first husband, that it still can be inherited by the second husband. In this case, it wasn't nearer by the first husband. See how this supports Shmuel. Shama Balo, so in this case, the husband heard the neder. And he was mefir, he revoked his portion. And before the husband could hear and revoke the the husband's portion that would be make it a complete revocation, the Mesabal, the the husband died. Before the father could complete the Hafara, the husband died. Now let's stop right now. What the is going to say is as follows you have a situation where now the husband finds out about it and generally now the father, I'm sorry, finds out about it and generally says he could inherit the husband's portion. But the husband already was made for his portion. So what is the ruling here? Chozer ha'av u'meifir cholko shilbaal Comes along the bride and says it doesn't matter that the de- upon the death of the husband it's as if his revocation is de- is defective, and therefore it still needs another revocation jointly with the father, and the father can go and revoke now the portion of the husband of the dead husband. He now can revoke it a second time because it has to be revoked a second time because the dead husband died. 
And it goes without saying, he has to revoke, the father has to still revoke his own portion because he didn't do it yet, but he can even revoke the portion of the dead husband. And the Ron explains, the Kiddush is, even if this woman remarries, it does not, in this case, shift over to the, uh, to the second husband because there's nothing really to shift over because the first husband already revoked the nether and he took away his hold over that nether by revoking it. So therefore, there's nothing to shift over to the second husband. Although it does need another revocation because he died, but that now can be done solely by the father. Now, comes along Rav Nassim and says, one second, let's see, this is not going to be Lediv Rehakom. Because we had a big machlokus that when a person revokes, does he chop off his half or does he just water down the whole 100%? So does he chop off 50% or he waters down the 100%? So, says the Ran, is that that's exactly what Rab Nosson is going to be pointing out over here. The reason why, even if she remarries, the new husband does not take over the portion because that portion was completely chopped away. The husband's portion was completely, there's nothing for him to inherit. It was completely chopped away. And therefore, the only one that has rights over here is the, is the father, right? And therefore, in this case, the father will be able to completely be made fair even if she remarries a second time because the second husband has nothing to gain. But according to Beis Hillel, where that even if the first husband revoked, he didn't revoke completely, he just watered it down and therefore there still is something that can be inherited by the new husband. Therefore the first husband on his own cannot go ahead and be made fair. And even the part that was watered down, he cannot inherit. He can only inherit together with the second husband. Now the point that the Gemara is making over here is that this is only a machlokus because there actually was a hafara. But let's say the first husband heard about it, just he did not actually revoke. He just heard without being, without revoking. It's mashma that there, there wouldn't be a machlokus. Because in such a case, since he didn't revoke, he still has, it's in his jurisdiction, and it would go to the second husband, and the second husband now would do it together with the husband, even according to both Beis Shama and Beisel would agree in that point, which was Shmuel's din. Now that, that uh, ratifies, that, that, that conforms to confirm Shmuel's ruling that if it was, became known by the first husband, and he dies, it now, uh, transfers over to the second husband. The second husband steps into the shoes of the first husband and together with the father they can revoke. That's the point that is being uh, told over here. Let's read it inside. So Amrav Nosan, that this ruling, only goes like Beishamai, that the father does the whole thing on his own without even the sec- needing the second husband. Uh, because there was a revocation by the first husband, nothing goes over to the second husband. Aval Beis Hillel Omrim and Yachol is that you are not able to revoke in this particular case. Why? You're going to see. Because there's nothing uh, 
that there's nothing that, that goes over to the second husband and the first husband can't inherit because the first husband can only inherit if there's, there, in this case, it cannot inherit in this case because it's been watered down because of the afara. So, ain yachal lahafer. Right? Now, it, it, it is true that if uh, together, each one together, this is the way the Ron learns, they will be able to do it together when they join together because by joining together, the second husband picks up what was ever left of the first husband and together with the father, he will be able to make it. That's what the, the Ron throws in over here according to the Mitzvah Rishonim. So let's see it inside. So by my, by my, by my Pligi, by Pligi, what are they actually Beisham Beisel arguing about over here? Is Beishamai Savri Nadorim Nami Shaniru Arus Nisroik Nerushus La'av That even the case where the Nadorim were fit to be revoked by the first Arus that right goes over to the father, right? When the Arus, when the first Arus dies, and Omega's Gaius, and since it was cut away, right? There's nothing to go over to the, when he revoked, there was nothing that was there to, to go over to the, to the second Arus. So all in the Rishus of the first Aris, even when there's a second, in the Rishus of the father, even when there's a second Aris. And Basilo Savri, Avia Ubala Achron Mefrin that since it only weakened it, it didn't completely cut it off, so there is something that the Aris has, and doesn't shift over to the father because it's been weakened, but together they're able to be made for. Lomeg is Gaius, because it doesn't cut away half, it only weakens the entire amount. Gentlemen, have a good day.